the city. 70 reported by Dodge City and Liberal. 7222 over by the good folks. Um, hello and welcome to season three, uh, episode five of Cultural Osmosis, uh, the podcast with the mostest. And I will keep going with that tagline until it doesn't work anymore. Uh, I'm here with my wonderful guest, first time guest. This is August. Why don't you wave to the thousands of viewers out there? Uh, tell them a bit about yourself and your spiel. I met Landon in college. <laughs> Cool. All and, right. Uh, <laughs> that's the whole story. That, that might as well be it. Uh, yeah, no, I work, I live and work in Atlanta um, in the film industry, uh, lower end of the totem pole, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working my way through and Land and I are in a group together on uh, discord where we chat about writing. And so, Landon mentioned, let's do this. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, uh, begrudgingly. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so today <laughs> we're going to uh, sort of just riff a bit about the, the long and sordid history, the rivalry of Marvel and DC. Um, some people are confused by it. Some people are very, very passionate about which side of the fence they sit on. And some people uh, just don't care at all. And uh, I guess as a, as a preference, as a preface and a, a sort of a baseline, do you, do you prefer one or the other? Or do you prefer one in the comics and one in the movies? Or, or just where, where do you really stand on the whole debate? Um, I'm up for everything, I think. Um, I think my line as far as things I don't really like is I don't you know it's not necessary to say anything is bad but like I'm not I try to get into the CW shows and I wasn't you know super successful with that on the flip side though a lot of what I see from those shows and I'm like oh yeah I would I would watch a show like that if there weren't thousands of other shows um, but yeah, no, I don't really skew either way with Marvel or DC. I think it depends on my mood. I, I would agree, honestly, probably. It, it, it's the weirdest thing for for people who have known me a long time. When I, when I was a really little kid, I was like Marvel or nothing, like diehard Marvel. I don't even want to talk about DC. But then this weird thing happened where over the years... I slowly started to shift the other way and I kind of took stock and I was like 90% of the heroes I like are DC. I think I'm a DC fan and to it's to the point where I'm almost a full flip side where I think honestly I'm more of a DC fan but honestly I, I don't really care. I like them both. Superheroes are cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to debate you on it. Same. I think and I think this is why we came to this topic was I think I like the ones that are you know, in a way, the opposite of what we're talking about today, where they're the weirder, the better, I guess, is kind of me, where, um, like, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy was a big, uh, like, I'd read some of that comic, which wasn't like the movies, but it was like the movies, but it wasn't a lot of the same characters yet. Um, mm. So I think that was kind of a, 
like like so like with eternals coming soon like that's another one where i'm like oh yeah that's like it's weirder like it's stuff that's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. i don't want to say samey like i do like going back to a good spider-man story but sometimes you know you want to you want to get weirder you want to see what swamp things doing what what, what is the swamp <laughs> monsters uh what does that guy do not hanging out with constantine that's for sure um yeah <laughs> i i know what you mean like i i love a good regular superhero story like i'll watch that any time of the day but i i find it's just more interesting to almost see as well kind of satire of the industry as well with things like um uh you know swamp thing doom patrol uh x-men sometimes just things like that that are kind of uh showing you the weirder side of what can be done with the whole genre which is really interesting yeah um yeah i know like you know rocket was great Mm -hmm. i don't think anyone i I do remember what would that been 2013 when we started seeing ads for that movie 2013 2014 yeah because i remember people in my on my dorm floor i distinctly remember i was like super pumped for the trailer and people were like is that a raccoon like there are other people like you know, I was like, guys, you gotta see this because you know I'm a, you know, I'm a bit pushy with uh, showing stuff. I'm working on it, but uh, or with like trying to be like, oh, guys, you gotta check this out. Um, I'm working on that, but I was like, guys, you gotta check this out. And people were like, their main takeaway was, is that is that a raccoon? <laughs> uh, oh my god, I was that. There, there are only a handful of trailers in history where I'm like, I'm like vibrating with excitement. They were so good, and Guardians of the Galaxy was one of them. It was just so good, um, and yeah, it's kind of it, it, it's kind of interesting seeing uh, dopey superheroes. I saw it, it reminds me off the top of my head. I saw a Stan Lee interview the other day from the seventies or whatever, and he was like, "When we first came out with Spider Man, um, it was him being kind of like." a dopey college student or whatever was so unlike anything at the time that people were convinced it was satire like we weren't taking it seriously like it's just so jarring to see uh heroes presented in a different way from what you're used to yeah i think i think that's what makes it more fun and keeps it fresh and sometimes the hipsters of us are like let's find the weirder ones (laughs) <laughs> if that if that if that's how it goes um let's just dish a bit about um do you have a preferred obviously there's a bit of a, a a gap if there was a bit of a gap in quality between the mcu and dcu we one one could say do you do you have a preference uh for like a best movie from each or do you just discredit one or one or the other all the way or i don't know if i would have had an answer for best movie from dc because i like like they're all you know i watch them about equally as far as like you know i can i can be in the mood to watch i get you know what man of steel might have been my answer for a long time um Mm -hmm. and then uh and now the new suicide squad's out and uh and I love it. Because um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just James Gunn doing Guardians of the Galaxy with DC characters, which is great. Yeah, which, and it's a lot like, uh, though I've not read those comics, I've seen those panels where it's like, yeah, the text is part of the 
environments where it says here we are now and it's said through like the trees being knocked over or whatever Mm -hmm. like i i like that it's very visual and goofy and they're taking all the goofy stuff and shoving it in there and uh yeah i think that's that's what i liked about it uh so literally we just said it's like yeah that's that's my favorite that that might not be super surprising um (laughs) and i have friends who worked on it so that's like you know the other cool thing they you know like I've got like there's another layer to it where I can ask them questions about oh what was that like and they're like oh yeah we just kind of stood there or whatever because you know that's that's background work but mm-hmm. um and then with Mar- well and then flip side with Marvel I guess it's probably Infinity War still just because there's it's so kinetic it's very mm-hmm. fast paced but it, um, it has a hour long fight scene. <laughs> Mm-hmm. like like uh, like timed it out like the climax is a fight scene and it's an hour like it's just so fast-paced and energetic and of such a fun time yeah so i guess that's what it is marvel we go for the whiz bang i guess and dc we go for what are they going to try this time <laughs> well, what's our hail mary this week for for what we're going to do um which is interesting. There's this weird parallel, which I wanted to touch on a little bit. It's, it's always this, like, uh, this tennis game back and forth between the two. It's like, Batman versus Superman and Civil War came out in the same year, which is obviously not very subtle in who's trying to copy who. And then uh, I also was listening to a video essay the other day that was talking about the original Suicide Squad, and how that was chopped up to sort of emulate uh, Deadpool, because they were nervous it was going to be too comedic, I guess. Did you ever get that impression, or do you, do you have a take on the, the great much. chess game? <laughs> yeah, no, I had a very, I think it was very clear that it was like, oh, we have this movie coming out at this time, and like, I think I noticed it when I was much younger, how sometimes there were years where it was like a certain genre dominated the box office. Like, oh, I can't remember what year it was, but there was the year that, um, and I'm probably wrong about some of this, but like the movie, I think it was, it was either 2010 or 2011 where a bunch of mercenary based movies came out where it was like the Expendables, the Losers, the Um, Mm A-Team. maybe a smoke and aces sequel i don't know but then absolutely what like the year that specter man from uncle spy uh one of the kingsman movies and uh, there were like two other spy movies that all just came out in the same year and it was like so i guess i'd always kind of been like oh that's you know it's an interesting when you look back on that year it's like yeah we made we had a lot of spy movies come out that year and then as superhero movies have come to dominate the box office, uh, it, it can't be helped but be noticed. That's like, oh, yeah, um, this was the year that we... Uh, we Everybody uh, fought each other. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then like weird side quests would go on. I don't know what... I guess Suicide Squad would have come out the same year as that movie too. Right? Or was that Wonder Woman? I don't... I don't recall. I think it was yeah, very it close. It was very close. I was just going to say, because then you got Doctor Strange, which that's where it falls. Like, it's interesting when that comparison falls apart. Uh, 
is like, oh, that year was Batman versus Superman and uh, uh, Civil War. And then we have, I don't know, Suicide Squad, I think, and Doctor Strange, which are, you know, not very comparable films. No, they, they, um, they kind of diverged at that point and, and they went in separate tracks. Um, I do have very strong opinions about um, when Marvel directors do go over to DC, though, because I find that the tones are not always comparable. Um, I guess the leading example would be uh, Joss Whedon and Justice League and things like that and shoehorning Avengers jokes into DC characters. But then it, it, it was so weird because it's like obviously one of the main complaints for Justice League would be all the crowbarred Marvel jokes, but then the new Suicide Squad kind of did the same thing, if you think about it, just with Guardians of the Galaxy jokes and things like that. Yeah, maybe. I think I took the Joss, the Joss, Whedon, or, uh, Joss, Whedon, the Joss Whedon situation as a, a lot to do with him. <laughs> I almost viewed that as a separate thing um, from James Gunn's uh, I don't like they're almost not even like like one is definitely drama the other one's like yeah it was some drama but we we all society collectively moved on and it's over now but then like the one it's like it just seems like you know it seems this particular person there's always more drama coming out about that dude every time he does something which you know that you know maybe that's someone being burned or whatever but I guess like I I've kind of saw like there's a lot of breakdowns on Joss Whedon where I feel like and because I'd never watched all of his shows I just watched Firefly and Serenity mm-hmm. um, outside of you know like the Dr. Horrible sing-along blog and the uh, all of his movie efforts but I'd say that um, from what I understand a lot of the jokes that we're that we're referring to are kind of just things he likes to do uh, right. specifically guy falls on girl and it's hilarious um yeah and, <laughs> yep. insert and photos honestly, right here i never noticed that happened in age of ultron it wasn't until like recently someone pointed out i was like oh wow i never like it never clicked in my head i never registered that's what was happening in that scene i just thought i don't know like i don't know i don't know where my eyes were at but i they were not on the intended joke that I would argue never really got a laugh in the theaters I was in because, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I zoned out or what. I just never noticed. And I like Age of Ultron, but I never noticed that. And it's, it's a, uh, I it's consider a hot take it a in itself. I consider it a flawed, flawed masterpiece. There were, there were things that I'm like, oh, there's some cool stuff here, but you know, it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's, uh, it's unbecoming under its own weight. There's a lot going on. Uh, it's all right. It's 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 average. People are people have some strong opinions about Age of Ultron, but I don't think anybody's uh, going back to it now as an undiscovered no, no. gem or anything. No, no, no. Um. <laughs> uh, broadly, there's a thing I notice in the comics now, if, if you'll allow me to talk about the comics for a bit. Yes, please. <laughs> Get like, us please. on topic, please. Get no, us on no topic. More, no more movies. No, please. Um, <laughs> I There's this weird thing, and it kind of actually really makes me mad in the comics. It, if, if a Marvel movie 
is really, really popular, the comic book character almost overnight will transform to be their personality and even start wearing the same super suit in Marvel. But DC will actually almost do the opposite where they try as hard as possible to kind of make their comic book character uh, different from the movie, kind of stand, stand away from what people see as the film universe. And um, it, it's always really bothered me that Marvel does that. I, I, don't, I don't think source material should change itself to be more like adapted material, but I guess that's just me. Do you have a stance either way or disagree entirely or... <laughs> Yeah, it's I think, all about the uh, I think that I think uh, yeah, I think that's uh that's that's my first answer. But <laughs> we wouldn't have gotten Blade if not for that practice. I mean, that is true, and Blade is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. That's because you know, for those who don't know, that was that he was just a, a guy in a low cut shirt with an afro who played, I believe, a saxophone, and he was British, and he is the one who, within the Marvel vampire hunting stories is the guy who kills dracula but you know it, but it's a whole team effort you know where it's like mm. uh, blade killed him but you know, there's like five other people there and then wesley snipes a man with a vision came along and said well what if we what if we made this a little bit cooler and more of a a one-man show and uh, i think that was the right move really became, worked out. Uh, the punisher of vampires uh overnight the Punisher of Vampires. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree. And uh, it, it's just interesting how that works out. And, uh, you know, capitalism, I think, is the real message of this podcast that we should get, a, get across. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what we're here for. <laughs> it's all about the, uh, the uh, capitalism. Now, I, you mentioned a little bit in, in the pre-talks about... We, there's there's all this DC and Marvel uh, back and forth, but you mentioned uh, something around cop, copyright-free superheroes. Did you want to say something about that, since I think you, you enjoy talking about that a bit? We don't have the time. I just I have this feeling that no matter what, I'll never get enough time. But yeah, basically, you know, I like to look at it as back in the day, comic, any newspaper company was like a, a web website company you know the everyone was just making them like crazy and then naturally there was a there was a bubble that burst and you know dc made it a habit of just buying up all the competitors for all the good stuff but mm-hmm. you know there's a lot that slipped through the crack excuse me a lot that slipped through the cracks and that's how we get a, a bunch of really cool stuff that or not cool stuff but like really weird stuff that no one's really talking about and there are nerds out there, not unlike myself, who are, you know, going through and there, there's like, I've become aware I'm not in it, but there are people who are basically doing archaeology over the histories of all these like defunct publishers. And uh, yeah, anyways, there's there's all these Congo characters that were created and you can see much like the topic for today, uh, a lot of ripoffs of Superman and Batman. Um, and just where that zings or zigs and zags from, you know, where it's just safe enough for them to uh, mm. make those things. And I find that really interesting, especially when it's completely bananas, uh, like a giant sentient eyeball going around and solving crimes. That's a real character. Uh, 
and you, I made a short film. I made a short film of it, but you know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> out there. That's my shameless plug. <laughs> but he's uh, in the public domain, so you know. Go watch. Go watch it right now. Um, yeah, Detective it, I. <laughs> Detective I. There you go. Um, I tried to research if there was any really popular public domain characters. I don't think there there are. Um, Batman, all I found is Batman and Superman will become public domain in 10 years, which they will definitely not, they will update the licensing yeah. on that one, but yeah. um, <laughs> without they'll a doubt. They'll kick the can. Yeah, they'll, they'll kick the can forward. It's, 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 they'd be crazy not to. It's, I mean... That's a I discussion mean, in itself, but selfish, but crazy. Mm. You know, they'd, they'd be crazy not to do that, but selfish. But you know, it's that's you know, uh, what like we said, what's this? this what's this podcast episode about? Uh, DC versus Marvel. Capitalism. <laughs> Capitalism. That's right. That's right. It, it's DC versus Marvel. The... Parentheses. Parentheses. Capitalism. Um... Yeah, yeah, that's, it's all about competition and, you know, you know, uh, intellectual property, you know, it's, it's theirs now. Uh, uh, that's, go that's away, Jack Kirby. For, um, forever. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, there, there was something, and I didn't do any research into this, but I know that one of these immortal weapons uh, that's like Iron Fist, one of them is a former public domain character. I mean, it's their version of it, so you can't go out and make your, like, I don't know, it's that weird thing where it's like, you know, there's a bunch of Hercules superheroes and whatnot, but you can't do that specific Hercules, but you can make your own and it would be fine. Um, or Thor is probably a better example, but. I don't know why there's two, that is, two enchantresses, but um, that, that's another that's another can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even have that down. I should I should have written that down. Man, I feel that was one that did not make my list of uh, people. But yeah, I'll just finish that thought was uh, the character John Aman, who is uh, the amazing man, um, who was one of the many sort of Superman clones uh, created Which, by the guy yeah. who created uh, uh, Submariner, um, Bill Everett. And uh, that dude, he's publicly uh, made. Namor the Submariner. Let's yeah, not yeah, confuse yeah. anybody. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah. Anyways, yeah, same same creator and um. Anyways, yeah. So Namor the Submariner is created by the same guy who created Amazing Man. And Amazing Man, he's just like super strong and whatnot, and runs around in uh, in in similar fashion to Namor, runs around in almost nothing, but uh somehow i like i don't know i guess it's you know they just take the public domain character and are like oh this guy is now you know part of our universe but basically amazing man was retroactively made one of the seven immortal weapons uh, mm. in iron fist so he's he's a character in marvel they haven't really used him as far as i know beyond like whatever he appears in as like oh yeah my name is john a man and i'm one of the immortal weapons i don't think they go as far as saying Oh, yeah, I once was called Amazing Man, and technically I'm, you know, public domain. Yeah, but this is just, you know, this is a version of me. You can you can make your own Amazing Man comics, just don't mention Iron Fist, <laughs> uh, or Marvel will come for you. Uh, that's funny. Uh, 
is it is it Bloodshot who like wavers back and forth which company he works for? I feel like Bloodshot at one point was like a DC character and then is now Valiant, but then is sometimes in DC stuff. It, it's I, I might be. Always been. I think he's always been Valiant. Has he? I swear he fought some DC characters once. I might be pulling this out of the air, but uh, <laughs> um, I, I'd argue since Valiant, I think became big in the '80s and '90s. There's probably a lot of characters that look like Bloodshot. Oh, uh, maybe that's it. Because yeah. oh, this goes on something that I didn't expect to talk about, but here we go. <laughs> uh, do you know Malibu Comics? <sighs> I, I've heard, I know the name. I know the name. What, what are they, what's their big hero? And I can probably uh, recognize them. I think, I think their biggest thing was Men in Black, but um, right. But Marvel bought them. So Marvel technically gets that Men in Black money or maybe they don't get anything. I don't know. Well, well the, the opening of the Men in Black movies is based on the Marvel comic. Well, there you go. They, they own it then. I, I don't remember Men in Black well enough. Uh, <laughs> Only I just remember is. that because I'm like, holy, is Will Smith technically a Marvel superhero in Men in Black? Yeah, he is. There you go. There he is. He he must be. That, that's See that cool. in, the, in the MCU, bring in the, bring in the Men in Black. They'll, they'll work with the, the Time Variance Authority on, on various things. Sony would happily, you know, <laughs> Sony would happily be like, yes, but, you know, they would, they're just chomping at the bit to do it, but, you know. They already One got thing at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel yeah, already anyways. has Chris Hemsworth, but it, it, yeah. that's its own thing. Yeah, of course. Uh, anyways, Malibu had their own superhero team called the Protectors, uh, which was based on a lot of public domain characters that they revamped to be hot radical '90s. Uh, and like, I would say that. I, I was actually just looking at images of the covers today and they're very they're very aggressively 90s um 90s comics are, are kind of great in their own way though but um yeah they they had they had like they did a lot of gimmicks because it was the 90s but one of the gimmicks was the cover was um a character's chest all bloody and then they April punched a hole through it and it was like as you read it you know you're gonna find that he, he this character died mm. but the hole was punched through all the all the pages and it wasn't okay. designed for that so like there's text like missing because they <laughs> punched it. I don't know how like how sloppy that company was but um I'm like at least this is what I read I don't know if I've never actually looked at an issue, but there was that. They also had a comic that was in the shape of one of the characters' heads, Oof. which could not have been cheap at all. But yeah, I, they, just a big cookie cutter, probably. But that's not fun to read at all. They, uh, yeah, and they put all their money on a Wolverine clone called the Ferret, who was based on a previous Batman-esque character, a Batman clone called the Ferret, who wore like a Batman type. Or was probably like for a lot of those duplicates, they just stenciled over uh, Superman or Batman and just made it look like different enough. Like I think that's how we got Miracle Man or Marvel Man, whatever the the big British character is. That's really interesting. It, it reminds me of it, the reference. Reminds me. Have you ever read Milk Wars? I have not. There, there's a Doom Patrol comic called Milk War or whatever, and uh -huh. the, the big, the big villain is um, 
I'm not trying to trap you with NDAs or anything. Um, The big villain is a company that there, it's like this interdimensional company that makes superhero clones and they get to their base and there's literally like cookie cutter templates and they're like stamping out like here's our Batman clone template and here's our Superman clone template and we're going to make our own versions of these and it's literally like canonicalizing these these clones of different things and it's really meta and kind of interesting and hearing this sordid history of Batman and Superman clones makes me think of that. It's yeah, you just have to like it's like you know Batman's obviously inspired off of a few different things like Zorro and the Shadow mm-hmm, for um, sure. of of pulp and radio TV or radio programs, mm-hmm. and then it becomes its own big enough thing that everyone's copying off them. And I, I I've always found that kind of the link between all of them and any new links that we discover as time goes by to be very fascinating um which is i think how we were able to justify the topic for today (laughs) yes sort of the the container that can contains everything that we're we're trying to talk about today but it's just fascinating this this history and it's almost it's really hard to make a unique unique superhero nowadays i feel like without being compared like oh that's just a that like Nova Corps is oh that's just a Green Lantern clone or or you know or Moon Knight's just a Batman clone or things like that all the way down. You knocked two off my list just there. <laughs> uh, we could go through them all right now, but it's there. There are certain ones which are really uncanny. Uh, the two that came out in the same year and are disputed, as nobody knows which one came first, are Swamp Thing and Man Thing, and X Men and Doom Patrol. I have a, I have something to tell you for the Swamp Man or Swamp Thing and Man thing. Was one of them stolen? The article I read was they came out like a month apart. Uh, yeah, but there was someone who came before those two. Oh, who, oh, please. I believe I got this from the League of Regrettable Superheroes. I'm not sure, but oh. there was a character called the Heap. That's it. it was That's a, it. Yeah, yeah. That was a giant swamp monster. So. Obviously, he inspired becomes, both of those. Yeah, yeah, and so I guess it's okay. I'm not, I'm not going any un, un uh, unexplored territory for you. But I just, I was like, there is a guy that came first, but it wasn't either of them. And so, yeah, I guess it comes down to, you know, who had the idea first at Marvel to be like, let's let's just do. Oh, Swamp Comics or Swamp Monster Comics. That's that's the thing now. That's where it's at. Someone at DC or whoever the opposite of what I just said was it's like oh let's let's do that too and uh I don't know who do you think's more popular of those two I feel like Swamp Thing has a tv show man man yeah, thing has true. nothing man thing's got a movie he does have a movie but it's like a horror movie I guess yeah Swamp, Swamp the, Thing has I, a okay I think man thing's movie was from the director of Lawnmower Man I don't think Swamp <laughs> Thing has that distinction uh, that's true he's got that point for him um i'm gonna i'm gonna check that quickly <laughs> i to make sure that that's i'm not i'm not sullying the good name of the guy th- who directed lawnmower man <laughs> i think the letterbox oh yeah oh my god I'm gonna letterbox all of this afterward but um i think in terms of the popular knowledge i think a person off the street is more likely to know swamp thing probably 
like I, I you you go to Walmart or whatever and there's just stacks of Swamp Thing season one and you know anybody can see that. I think you gotta nice. do a, you gotta do a little bit of digging for uh for Man Thing. It is the director of Lawnmower Man who did the Man Thing movie. <laughs> well, he also did a personal favorite of mine, Virtuosity, which is a good, terrible movie. Virtuosity, that sounds interesting. It's uh, Denzel Washington is hunting down a uh, serial killer who's made of, okay, they, they make, <laughs> have you seen Lawnmower Man? Parts, yeah. It, it, okay, yeah. Such so, a you know, terrible movie. Like, yeah, it's bad CGI, all that. Okay, so this director made a career out of that. Um, I just watched one of his movies, Hideaway, last night. I, it, was, it was bad. Um, but not like fun bad. Jeff Goldblum was good in it. But anyway, so virtuosity. Okay. Sorry, we're going on this tangent because it's it's too fun for me. This is now a yeah. podcast yeah. About, about this director. Yeah, Brett Leonard is his name. I have it. I've pulled up. Uh, anyways, so in virtuosity, there's a it's it's a guy has to hunt down a a rogue AI that's made of every serial killer and dictator. They they made a computer program. That's all those figures. It's 66, 666 personalities. Uh, it was it was made to be the ultimate killing machine. It gets a body, and now it's on the run, and it's played by a young Russell Crowe. Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's an, it's bonkers. Denzel Washington's got to hunt him down, and it's 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 nuts. That's um, going that's going on the old uh, letterbox watch list after this. Uh, stay yeah. tuned for a full-length live stream as we comment over it next um <laughs> i i would i would watch people comment over <laughs> uh, the, the crazy movie mystery science uh, theater style um yeah it's it, it's it's great anyways yeah so man thing, <laughs> uh, same director like can you believe it like this i haven't seen man thing but i want to uh this just makes me want to see man thing even more i know it, uh, it's it's so weird. I I know they recontextualize it so that he's like a My- Michael Myers esque character, and he he's hunting down these teens in the swamp. But um, it is still that property, which is really interesting. How else are you going to get people to see the Man Thing movie? <laughs> you have to make him a, a sympathetic ET esque character, uh, and then now now we're going to write the Man Thing movie. Uh, the remake. I, I don't know if Man Thing <laughs> needs a movie though. That's, that's what <laughs> I don't know that he needs a movie. But gosh darn it, Mir- or uh, Lionsgate apparently thought. So. I think it's it's Lionsgate, right? I, I don't know. I'm checking. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out. If if uh, anything else, our our Man Thing research is gonna be very well sorted. Lionsgate. Lionsgate. <laughs> And artisan entertainment, shot in Australia. Is it before or after the Fantastic Four movie? Uh, this came out in two thousand five, so I think around the same time. Okay, okay. So there, there could have been a crossover. Uh... <laughs> if if he doesn't show up in the TVA at some point, <laughs> just in the background. Uh, whether it's whether it's the one that people the MCU version or just the version from this movie, I just want the one from this movie. That's true. That's very true. Um, yes, 
one thing, uh, there's been a slew, we, we, we talked briefly, so we'll jump back kind of to that topic. There has been yeah. a slew of Superman copycats lately, um, to the point that there's like video essays about it, but with um, Homelander and um, the In Injustice movie coming out and then Red Sun just came out a couple, like two years ago, there's there's all these, I guess two of those are Superman, but there there is, and then, oh, uh, what spurred all this is the latest Eternals trailer is some very Superman-esque action in there. Marvel's now trying to have their own Superman to the point that there's this slew of Superman uh, ripoffs in media. Well, kind of. Uh, I've met the Eternals comics, so that's why I'm like, yeah. You're right. He is. He does. Icarus does serve that function in the comics, kind of. But he's not good at being Superman. Like okay. he's kind of. He kind of does. Like he's a little bit more like Homelander than, and I and I don't mean by Homelander like he goes out and he kills humans. I just mean like he's a bit disconnected. He's like, oh, it's mm. all about it's all about, you know, protecting the humans, but he doesn't really like from reading the comics, he doesn't strike me as somebody. And I don't know if that's intentional or just a weird byproduct, but you know, he and you know, I'm going off of a little bit of the, you know, every time a new movie comes out, they publish a lot of stuff of like this is what they kind of want you to be thinking about these characters. I I'm, I'm glad you of different I'm glad versions. you brought that up. Yeah. Cuz like yeah, because there's probably there probably are comics where Chris is like, oh, humans are really important. And we got to stand by them or whatever. But that's not the vibe I get from the comics I read. So the fact that they've officially published stuff saying like Cersei is more sympathetic and empathetic for humans. And whereas Icarus is a little bit more distant, I'm like, yeah, that sounds about my impression of reading the comic. But I'm sure there's going to be like that one, the one other person who read Eternals. It was just like, wait Icarus is actually like he's he likes humans or more he doesn't need to learn to be you know to like to to understand what it's like to be mortal but I don't know I I didn't get that vibe I was got the vibe that he was just like uh he's like I need to be punching something if he wasn't punching something he might be punching you know humans People? maybe it was and always the vibe he, I got yeah. then he turns into Homelander uh after that point. yeah <laughs> Yeah, but for different reasons. Sorry, I'm fixing that thing on my computer. All right, cool. That's all right. But I do agree. Yeah, they're like it even has a similar. I don't want to say similar shot because it's they're doing different things. But the they did the Zack Snyder shot. You mm -hmm. know what I mean with the glowing eyes. Yeah, but a more Chloe Zhao's way where it's like it's super dark and then the light gets you know. So I was like, oh, there's a contrast. Whereas you know. A different kind of contrast, if you will. I was like, I love that their powers light up the space they're in, and she likes dark. She likes natural lighting, so it means it lights. It really lights everything up when, uh, which has to be hard to do visual effects wise. But very I, hard to shoot, probably. If you're um, doing natural lighting with visual effects, but yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah, they're def. I feel like it's because. I don't know. Do you think it's because Superman's popular or they feel like, well, people would want a, a Superman movie, but DC's not delivering to the extent that we could possibly deliver? You know, it, it's so interesting. I don't think Marvel 
I don't think the Eternals movie is doing that to fill the Henry Cavill void. I think they're just like, I don't know. I think, I think there's like, we need, there's this cookie cutter shaped hole that needs filled in the MCU. And I think we should, we should plug it in with Icarus maybe is, is what is my interpretation of that. I don't think it was like, we need to capitalize on this Snyder cut push for more Henry Cavill. Um, but mm-hmm. it probably could have been that actually, but you know, it's hard to say. And, and, and maybe not just Marvel. I think I was just thinking anybody since, you know, obviously we got Homelander and I feel like there is another show or movie that isn't Brightburn that has a Superman thing going on. It's always evil Superman. What's up with that? There's a lot of stuff online about that. I don't know. People think it's just really interesting to do what if Superman turned evil to the point where it's almost kind of becoming cliche to do evil Superman. Maybe they yeah, should do sorry. indifferent Superman or something. Yeah, I guess that maybe that's your Icarus. I was just making sure my screen wasn't burning out. Uh, anyways, yeah, I think, yeah, no, I, I wrote down for Superman, uh, at least quick. I mean, again, a lot of this came from online cause I couldn't remember everybody. Mm-hmm. They're like Superman and gladiator of the Shi'ar. Uh, uh, do you want oh, to yeah, explain yeah. who gladiator is for those? I, who don't know? I only know about gladiator from ultimate Alliance one. Um, his uh, brief appearance in, in that game, which is actually a really great game for anybody who wants to uh, just have a whole bunch of heroes in, in, a, in a Marvel I didn't game. know he was in that game. He's a boss fight. Sweet. So That's maybe, cool. like, yeah. he, he's just, he's a guy in the Shi'ar Empire who's just really beholden to the law of the Shi'ar. He's, he's just not, really loyal you know, to the queen, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, and he's very scary if he's, you know, if you're not on, if you're not working for the Shi'ar Empire, he turns on you. Uh, he is very powerful, but he is very beholden to, uh, I guess in a way, he's like, what, if we were going with the boys, I think that's what uh the vod industries would have wanted is like he's like he's perfectly he is a good servant he doesn't do anything compromising for the crown or himself but uh he is loyal to a t and that's something that villains try to take advantage of a lot Mm. is to because i think he's specifically loyal to the crown not the individuals even though deep down he does care for the good queen mm-hmm. um so like i think that's where it becomes like the character moments but yeah no he's obviously a superman um and that's where it comes weird for me is i'm like is he a knockoff if he does the same stuff but that's like a critique of that kind of all-powerful being or is it a knockoff where um i don't know they, that that maybe gets to the the question of the whole uh Captain Marvel Shazam. Uh, I was thing. just, as soon as you were done with your point, I was going to bring up Shazam, so it worked out perfectly. That is such a interesting history, because if my research was correct, he was, way back in the day, a Marvel character, which DC bought. So it is a... Did, did Shazam come first? So... The way it's it's very confusing for me because it's a lot of legalese. It's like 
Captain Marvel was the name of Billy Batson Shazam. He had his own TV show. He, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, surpassed Superman in popularity because he was he a did. kid that could turn into the big superhero and do all the cool stuff, but then turn back into a kid, which is the natural evolution, I think, of a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reader gets to experience it as, you know, like it's more close to home. Um, DC tried to sue, I believe, I forget the name of the company. It was, I, I think it was Quality Comics, maybe. I, I could be wrong of the name, but, um, and it came down to like DC saying like, we own the, the copyright of, uh, the copyright of superhero. And so basically the whole industry had to wait for this. I believe it was a Supreme Court case. I don't think so. That might be too much. But anyways, it was, it wasn't a Supreme Court case. That doesn't sound right. It's um, definitely a legal they, battle on, on yeah. a high scale. And DC lost. So Captain Marvel got to continue being Captain Marvel. But I can't remember if the legal battle kind of bankrupted them or what. But they ended up getting bought by DC a while later. But they did not get the copyright. Or the copyright was accidentally allowed to lapse. So as soon as Captain Marvel was no longer a legally owned uh, or was a pretty much anyone could buy the license for that name marvel's caught gobbled it up and in order to prove there's copyright you just have to create a character that has that name so mm-hmm. that's what they did a character who at one point was bonded with rick jones the marvel one who could swap back and forth between rick jones and captain marvel mm-hmm. um, which is a decree superhero yeah, and that's where it gets like to being a weird like there's like there's a lot of weird slap fighting going on with the intellectual property fighting with mm-hmm. companies. Um, not to get too off topic, but I think we've talked about Black Bat before and Batman mm. and how you very know, briefly. Yeah, well, I, I won't I won't get off off of that onto that, but just you know, it's just that weird thing where it's like. It's not that they get the character, but also they're like, we're going to get the character and also do the thing that you did with that character. Like, that was cool. So, like, from an outside perspective, it's like, oh, this character is really cool. But it's like, you know, it's not just like fun. Oh, oh, I was inspired because I watched Zorro and I made Batman. It was like, oh, I was inspired because I watched Zorro. I made Batman. Then I thought, oh, you know, this other guy's gauntlets are pretty cool and he's bat themed. So I'm going to sue him. And then, you know, you know basically win that fight and then make batman have gauntlets now so i was like that's that's crazy and so that's i guess that's kind of the what's going on with captain marvel and shazam mm-hmm. a little bit and then i guess in my notes i have uh, power girl as well was there was a website saying that power girl and female captain carol danvers captain marvel are like duplicates of each other i don't know how true that is because i don't know much about power girl I would think Power Girl is a, a weird history. She's just Earth to Supergirl. So that's like mm-hmm. saying Supergirl is um, uh, Captain Marvel, which could or could not be true, I guess. But I, I never viewed Supergirl and Captain Marvel, female version, parentheses, as, uh, you know, copies of each other. It, it does get weird with the Shazam history because then... I've heard, I was told Marvel Comics is named after Captain Marvel. So it's it, it, it's this weird, it's not, all right, nope. then that, that was wrong. But um, <laughs> okay. 
That was the one thing in this podcast <laughs> that was not researched, and it really blew up on me. Um, That's okay. That um, would have been that would have been crazy. And, may, and maybe you know what? That goes to the whole Stan Lee would say stuff. Like I feel like anytime you watch her, like depending on what year it is, he gives a different exa- a different explanation for where he got the idea for Spider Man. Or where he got the idea for some of his other characters that he quote unquote solely created. Uh, no Jack you know, Kirby at all. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No Jack Kirby. No, uh, no, uh, no. Uh, oh, the other guy, Ditko. No Ditko. <laughs> Steve Ditko. Um, uh, there you go. Yeah, thank you. There's like, yeah, no Ditko involved. Blah blah blah. And I just, I think it's just kind of funny that you know it's like, oh yeah. And so I'm oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Ah, oh, this is good. This is good content right here. <laughs> I, uh, Intermission music. Um, yeah, no, shoot. I had I had something where I was like, but yeah, Stanley would say something, and so it's like maybe Marvel. Oh yeah, that's what it was. So maybe Marvel was created based because Captain Marvel was so popular, and so Stanley's like, well, no one owns Marvel comics, so let's let's make it Marvel comics. We don't own the specific. Uh, because the story Stanley yeah. always said, I don't think he's ever deviated. I don't think he ever deviated from the story was that he named it after his uncle. I believe the name was Marv Goodwin, and he named it that because Marv was the guy who gave him the shot working for Marvel, where it would have been Timely Comics at the time. I think is the name. Okay. It's when you're on the spot, you realize you don't know that much. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, truer words uh, never spoken but um, yeah so it's a sordid history so maybe maybe he does know uh, so I know I shook my head to you but I'm like maybe he did think oh Captain Marvel is really popular because that mm. would that would sound a lot like a comic a comic book editor back in the day was it's like oh this is what's big now we need to do that too mm-hmm. X, X, oh these this Doom Patrol things coming up we should have our own teen superheroes Team of yeah, misfit superheroes both came out in '63, I believe. Um, yeah, wheelchair power. <laughs> wheelchair, yeah, that's true. Uh, two teams led by people in wheelchairs. Uh, two heroes that also came out in the same year would be Red Tornado and Vision. Like, oh, uh, Android Android heroes are popular. Let's do Red Tornado and Vision. And they gotta be red. <laughs> and they have to have red faces uh, with capes. cape with capes and uh were both originally created by a villain yeah well who's red oh yeah red tornado who's he made by i forget the art <sighs> i did this research like three days ago um you did more research than i did i did not look up years so i was just like I was like i feel like when you look at the name sometimes you can tell okay that person came first you just absolutely. you just know um like, you know oh, that, moon moon knight didn't come first before batman you're, you're you're telling me that yeah i think that's what i will say um, <laughs> and i think i i've never seen moon knight as a character who i mean because i remember when i was a kid moon knight was kind of treated as a joke um by kids i mean because none of us were reading moon knight comics but like you know it's a guy in a white outfit um and he's supposed to be badass and so i think a lot of people in that uh you know fox x-men world uh 
it was quick to make jokes about uh, things that weren't realistic at all. Um, I, but I, I mean, yeah. like I can, I get why he's like the Batman. I just never, because like the only Moon Knight stuff I read was the Ultimate Universe stuff, which mm. is obviously not like the main thing to go off of. But that's, no. I was just like, oh, it's just a crazy guy. That when I got I was, it. When I was a kid. Um, Moon Knight was one of my favorite heroes. I, I have a great deal of his 90s run uh, in, my, in my repertoire. The 90s run is really, really good. Uh, I would recommend that. Ultimate Universe gets a little weird because they're trying to do, you know, trying to pretty much make him more like Batman and do some weird gritty stuff, I think. But uh, got all, He's got like five personalities in the, uh, in the, in the uh, Ultimate Universe. Is that from the comics, the regular comics too? He has multiple personality disorder from the start, but they don't really lean into it. The, the weird thing about the 90s run is he's pretty much just the one personality the whole time. He has like a Bruce Wayne personality, which is Mark Spector. And for the entirety of the 90s run, he's just like, yep, I'm just going to be Mark Spector for the next five years. Um, so he's pretty much just a Batman clone. But I... I do think the multiple personality disorder is a, is a unique idea for a hero. Same with like Daredevil. Anytime you do a hero that kind of has a disability, I think is good content, which is, I guess, is why I like Doom Patrol a lot. But Also based on a public domain character. Two of them. Which one? Moon Knight or? Uh, Daredevil. Oh, Daredevil. Who is he based uh... off of? So there was a character called the Death Defying Daredevil, who oh, that's is very sort of blamed. in the public, yeah, sort of in the public domain now. But the story goes that Stanley and other Marvel people went to the guy who owned it and either got the rights or just got permission to use the name, and it was all cool. I don't know how true that is. I don't remember where I read that. It might be just someone you know doing wish fulfillment to be like, oh yeah, no business can be friendly. Um, and I, I do believe that business can be friendly, but I don't, there's a, there's a long streak with Marvel and DC of not being very friendly, but you know, there's moments anyways, he was an acrobatic guy with a, it was either yellow and red or red and black or yellow and black outfit. Um, he had boomerangs and stuff, but, um, so that's, that's, that's where the name gets like where daredevil supposedly got the name from um and then uh the he's he's red and black he looks like looks like two-face um well that's the other thing oh gosh you know daredevil got some acid in his face and as a lawyer yeah black bat and two-face both off that yeah which you know it's it's compelling stuff and i'm sure you know, I don't. I don't think Black Bat was famous enough at the time, or people really care about Two Face enough to be like, "Hey, just like Two Face, what's what gives Marvel?" I think it's like, well, you know, let's, you know, the idea of a blind lawyer, and we can't do Black Bat for some reason, probably because Marvel's big enough to lose that law or look at a few lawsuits from Black Bat and uh, DC. So they're like, well, we'll do something different um because yeah the black bat was a lawyer and he used his i don't think they did a lot of justices blind stuff so sometimes so maybe that's just uh stanley was like you know what's crazy 
about the black bat no one said justice is blind that's insane right <laughs> so we're gonna so, lean on that yeah let's let's have fun with writing and do that even though i don't think daredevil was very popular when stan lee wrote him i think that came from later frank writer miller, yeah frank miller really i i believe is when he blew up and became a super popular character because people liked what he was doing with it um mm-hmm. well, <clears> the costume got changed what was it from, oh uh, for it, yeah yellow, yellow and red, red and yeah just a red became more its own thing so that maybe that's what this maybe that's what this episode's about is the changes we make along the way to to make things more marketable uh and it's more a, yeah. <laughs> more distinct uh, i don't know yeah mm, what's another that... what's another combo you got sorry uh oh i i really want to talk about i i i think it was interesting talking about who is more popular in the common vernacular? I want to talk about Green Arrow and Hawkeye because obviously I think those are the most blatant, just cookie cutter of each other. Even though Green Arrow did come first, but Hawkeye obviously in the MCU and he's got that TV show coming out, but also Green Arrow has a TV show, started the whole CW verse. Like, there's a lot of back and forth with archery themed heroes, both of which were based off of a copyright free character. I believe you told me. Yeah, I sort of said that, but also I, I did some introspection and I'm like, I think so with like early days comics, from what I understand, there is no superheroes. It's just, you know, it's just, Hey, it's a quick way to, you know, for kids to learn to read or, you know, to sell ideas. I mean, I technically news stories were done that way back in the day. I mean, not like the way we know them now, but just like, you know, it's like, Hey, I drew a picture of what happened. And then here's, because we don't have photography is not cheap yet. Um, does I believe how that would go down? I'm, I'm probably just talking out my butt, but anyways, the, uh, the, you know, the early comics are just Bible stories and mythology, you know, just being, cause it's, a, it's cheap and free to to tell, and B, it's like, oh, we, you know, we're gonna tell these stories, and then people keep buying them. It's like, well, what? How do we do it newer? And uh, I, I found an, a website that had a pretty decent, like, they made these points, but they didn't have any research. They just were like, here's pictures of it was just pictures with names, and then like a brief blurb on who was what. But they were like, you have your biblical characters, which paved the way for, and sci-fi characters, which paves the way for Superman with, you know, super strength and mm. a cape and colorful whatever and blah, blah, blah. And then um, I forget. Oh, yeah. And then they talk about how Robin Hood comics were really big. Mm. And so, you know, kids love Robin Hood. So, you know, naturally you're going to want to make, a, and, and the superhero thing starting to kick off. So someone created a character called the Arrow who wore a yellow reddish outfit and he, you know, shot arrows and, you know, saved, stopped crime. And so it's like, ah, you know, I, there, I, it, it almost goes to a point in time where uh, humanity was just very impressed with archery more so than we are now. I mean, I'm not saying archery is lame or anything. I'm just saying like there was a point in time where bigger deal people, back then. yeah, we were really into it. So you know, or into it enough, kids were into it enough that they would buy a comic of Robin Hood. And then someone was like, well, what if you did that and did it that way? And then, you know, in a lot of ways, I'd say the purer of the two is, and I'm, I'm biased though, but I would say it's Green Arrow because he, in the 
com original comics he was at a costume party as robin hood and then he just used his robin hood costume to defeat somebody and was like oh yeah i'll be i'll be i'll be a green arrow what i mean they probably chose to do that because then they could copyright green arrow but i'm just i just think it's kind of funny that it's like why not just copyright uh i don't i don't know it's such a weird uh murky world where it's like like the old arrow comic might as well be because like the cw show was just called arrow right mm-hmm. so, yeah, it was just yeah called might arrow. as well it's just uh the there's too much arrow stuff is all I'm saying. And I, the reason I said I was biased is I'm like, Hawkeye is from Iowa. That's kind of where he gets his name from. And, you know, I, I like the character um, in the comics and, and a bit in the movies. I, he's not my favorite in the movies, but that's, that's not a diss. That's just, you know, I prefer other characters. Anyways, I just, I think it's, I think the Hawkeye of it all is kind of just uh like you said, our archery is cool in comics still. We might as well do that too. Um, even though he's very distinct, I feel like. Like which, you know which one? I mean, like Hawkeye's very Hawkeye. distinct. Mm. I, I guess in the sense that it's like, well, what's you know, it's like, well, what's well, his purpose here? And I feel like to justify yeah. it in the comic, which makes for good storytelling. You can successfully tell the the reader or the viewer and be like yeah there's a guy that has bow and arrows whereas the other members have guns and magic hammers and stuff but this guy he's got a bow and arrow and he he's he's an equal member of this team uh that's all and I, uh, that's not me talking really, he had to it's fill just, the know, part uh, of the yeah he had to fill the, the avengers west coast of storytelling. oh sorry he had to yeah. fill the uh, the slot on Avengers West Coast, but no, I think it 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 harkens back to the the thing we were talking about a couple of minutes ago of of taking the template and then trying to find you know through marketing trying to find how we can make this character unique. So I think Hawkeye was literally like, I, well, I guess modern Hawkeye, but like let's take Green Arrow, make him a spy or something like that, mm-hmm. or let's take Batman and make him make him white with multiple personality disorder um things like that something i don't i don't know enough about the character i don't think black cat has enough distinction between Catwoman to be justified it, it honestly felt it feels like they were like well spider-man's as popular as batman and we like the weird we like the romantic dynamic between Catwoman and batman so let's have Catwoman date spider-man <laughs> I'm going to guess that it was a case of there an editor's like we need a female villain slash love interest for Spider-Man go nuts and someone was just like uh I could spend like a week working on this maybe I don't I don't know if they need a week to do that but you get what I'm saying like it's like this will go a lot faster if I just if I make this quick so you know, I, I'm sure because that's something too that we don't talk about. Is I'm sure there's a lot of disillusioned writers and comic book artists back in mm-hmm. the early days and probably now who are just like, eh, I'll I'll just throw this guy in here, and then everyone just goes nuts. But like, oh, that's my favorite character. And it's like, yeah, I just I, I I just drew that to get through, you know, make make my deadline. <laughs> and now everyone's like, oh, we need more of this character. So they're like, all right, fine. So Black Cat. 
against all odds, perhaps. I don't know. I, that's <laughs> not, I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to talk shit. I've read some good comics where Black Cat appears, and I don't. I'm not trying to talk smack against them. But yeah, like yourself, I don't know much about her beyond what like a Marvel guidebook would have said, where she's got luck powers and she's a cat burglar and she's got a lot of cat isms going on and it's like well at what point besides the luck powers is she you know not a uh you know at what point is she not Catwoman? Uh, it's it's pretty blatant i think she lets her hair fly out that's about the only difference <laughs> i think sometimes it's a sometimes it's a wig so yeah, there's the no ultimate difference. version mm. oh sorry no, 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 I like wig. it. <laughs> That's interesting. Jeez. Um, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> There's a large debate. Oh, oh, okay. I guess, sorry, I just, I was about to do one thought and I came up with, a, with another one. I want to talk about um, a copycat becoming more popular than the original. And I think the best example of this is Aquaman. Because uh, Aquaman. Oh, I, oh yeah. Sorry, oh, I, did, I, was, I thought one? you were going to talk about. It. I thought you were going <laughs> to say someone else, but yeah, no, perfect. Yeah, Aquaman. Namor came out uh, in '39. Aquaman came out in '41. You cut two today. There's a bunch of Aquaman comics. I'm a huge Aquaman fan. Top three superheroes. He's got Jason Momoa movies. He's in movies, and you talk to a person on the street, and they're like, "Who's Namor?" Like Namor is not a very popular Marvel character. Aquaman just kind of exploded in popularity. But Aquaman, if you get right down to it, is a copycat of Namor, uh, which is interesting. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think that that comes down to, you know, kids like ocean stuff and, uh, (laughs) and this Namor guy is pretty popular, but, you know, we could probably make a more, uh, I don't want to say sanitized, but a less, uh, Bill Everett has a thing for nearly naked men in his comics, and I'm not trying to shame it or anything. I'm just saying, like, in a very conservative time period, they're like, mm-hmm. maybe put a shirt on this guy and some pants <laughs> and maybe it'll sell better. Um, that's that's probably part of it. But then, and, you know, people liked Wonder Woman, and maybe they thought, I don't know what the history of superhero teams are. I know we like, I know the idea is that the Justice League was first, but I don't know how true that is, because... Um, some of those characters like Namor and Human Torch would have teamed up back in the day too mm-hmm, early mm-hmm. on. I don't know. And I think Superman and Batman were teaming up a lot as well in early comics before it was like, you know, it was like, like now we treat it as like, it's a big deal when Batman and Superman meet um, for the first time. But I think back then it was just kind of like, Oh yeah, they know each other. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's how it was, but I mm-hmm. don't, there was a lot more know, casual. Yeah, which is maybe part of what builds the hype is it's like, oh, yeah. But uh, if you treat it like it's not the biggest, the most precious thing in the world, people will treat it that way for you. I don't know. And maybe that's why comics are now like millions of dollars or from those days. Mm-hmm. We've, we've elevated it to that level. I don't know. But um, yeah, Aquaman. What, what else you got on Aquaman and Namor? <laughs> uh not not too much uh just just really there hasn't been like they haven't even hinted at namor in the mcu or anything like well i guess 
maybe a little bit or something, yeah. but um, There's they're rumors. not. <laughs> they haven't really touched him film-wise. I mean, he still appears in the comics. Like, he was in a Captain Marvel comic, like, last month. But um, it's they're actually recontextualizing him to be sort of an anti-hero in the, in the Captain Marvel comic. I just read he kind of joins the villains, which is interesting how they're like, well, how can we make him different or more stand out from Aquaman, I guess, is, well, now he's kind of a gray area on the line character as opposed to his original uh, 30s version, which was, I guess, more of a straight-laced hero who punched Nazi tanks. He did do that, but he is, I think, considered Marvel's first anti-hero because he, he shows up and he does start, like, laying waste to people because that's part of his story is that he just falls in love. There's a woman mm-hmm. on the beach and he's like, oh, you're so pretty. And so he, he and so Sue Storm would later kind of fill that role a little bit in some comics of like, oh, wait, I'll do it for you, Sue. I'll do it for love. I won't destroy the earth uh, or destroy <laughs> the surface world. Um, so I think that's that's part of it is he... He has always, I think, kind of been an anti-hero because he's a little self-invested and he's a little conflicted about his parentage and who he is as a person since he is also... Because, like, they added a new wrinkle where they consider... He's considered to be the first mutant or one of the first mutants in Marvel Comics retroactively. But it's, like, Mm. it makes sense because it's, like, a lot of the Atlanteans don't have certain powers that he has in the comics unless they do i don't know but i read somewhere where recent like as recently as 10 years ago they were like namor has an x gene or whatever so he's part of the uh so that's why he's part of the x-men sometimes but i don't know much about that i just so i think i think they're both very compelling characters in their own ways but i think this the safer version of like you know what you're getting with him for a comic is probably Aquaman but because you know Aquaman does a couple of things but Namor it's like okay he's on X-Men now okay now he's you know now we're back in the the 40s killing Nazis okay now we're in space for some reason he's all over the place that guy he's everywhere Uh, often not wearing clothes it's he he likes to breathe he needs he needs to breathe Uh, it gets very overheated uh, (laughs) very easily have you seen his Rick and Morty episode no, he's in one. Well, they got a new character, Reed Richards, or uh, I haven't said Reed Richards. Uh, Rick Sanchez's nemesis, Mr. Nimbus, mm. is uh, apparently meant to be a Namor uh, parody, which, so Aquaman doesn't have that. So Interesting. And just like Reed Richards, he, he addresses him by his, Richard. <laughs> uh, so... You got that going for it. There you go. For all the Namor fans out there, um, I know I know yeah. there's a lot, but um, people want to see him fight Black Panther. Is that true? They, I guess they have a they have beef in the comics. I don't know much about that. I just, I it just seemed like I woke up one day and everyone's like, "Yeah, Black Panther versus Namor," and I'm like. Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't like. I don't know. I'm like. Oh, I just feel like I woke up and this is the new thing. I. I lived. I used. I'm from a parallel universe where Namor and Black Panther weren't uttered in the same sentence. And then I woke up one day and now I'm here <laughs> where everyone's like, Black Panther's greatest enemy, Namor. 
This is the first I'm hearing okay. about it. I really feel out of the loop. Um, I, they, I, yeah. It's so weird. They, yeah, no, they had some major fight in comics recently that has like weird. It, it comes down to them being part of the Marvel Illuminati where, you know, they're both kings of their own. Like, they're, like their distinction is like what makes them opposites of each other is that they are kings of their own fictional kingdoms. Um, but I'm pretty sure Wakanda's landlocked, so I don't know how that how that how that comes up naturally. But you know, and maybe it's because Black Panther is a much more uh, you know. There's always a way to make everyone, or not always a way, but like he's he's much more diplomatic than Namor is, and maybe that's part of what they're getting at with their conflict. I don't know. There's been some rumors that uh, the next movie is Namor. Theme, but that's not me going that's, off of anything I, anything I don't think that's concrete. true <laughs> I, I mean I could see it that would be a big you know like it would go along with the perhaps colonialism aspect that the movies are kind of exploring because Namor wants to make the world the ocean or whatever so he's got some he's got some rage about that you know they would have to but explain a lot <laughs> sure sure I mean Hey, they didn't explain a raccoon. There's a throwaway line, ex- I guess. <laughs> they didn't explain a talking tree. They, they, they did the classic Marvel. Here's the guy. And uh, can you look to the camera? Can you believe this? And then they, <laughs> then they keep going. And then they're going to do it because they know they've hooked you. They've tricked you into thinking, oh, this oh. is dumb. And then they make a joke. And now it's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, roll, I'll roll with it. Psychology. Theater. <laughs> cinema uh they got you yeah is there anything i we, you could go for hours about the the parallels um with, i could you know i could with uh deathstroke and deadpool and ant-man and the atom and you just go for hours but um is there anything specific in these uh as we're winding towards the end that you you have in your research you really are dying to talk about that we haven't talked about yet i'm logging back in because i put my computer on sleep mode because it was getting hot um um well i had one fun little anecdote while i was while i was doing research someone misspelled tigra's name repeatedly on their website um as tiagra (laughs) and i thought that was very funny um and you could tell it was a mistake because no one, they didn't make a joke or anything. They were just like, Tiago and Cheetah, they're duplicates of each other. I'm like, yeah, kind of stylistically, yes. And, you know, I don't know. You know, do you think we'll get a Tigra in the Marvel stuff? Because, like, cats, I feel like, maybe killed that human-cat hybrid characters no. happening. Oh, I don't know. It worked for Kristen Wiig, I guess, in 1984. But... Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I was looking here. Um, there was one that popped up that I thought, oh, int- okay. I guess one idea is uh, Ego and Mogo. So Ego, the living planet, and Mogo, the green lantern, who's a giant living planet. What, what's up with living planets? They're cool, you know? I guess so. <laughs> I do like <laughs> I forgot I forgot about Mogo that's hilarious the the big green lantern planet 
Um, I forgot about him too. I feel like there was a point where Mogo was more famous than Ego, but that's Kurt Russell came in and changed all the hand. Now everyone knows who Ego is, and they're like, "Oh, there's a Green Lantern." And I feel like the the novelty of the of both those characters is kind of diminished because of Ego's existence in the Marvel movies. You think so? In what way? I just mean like, you know, oh, wow, comics are weird. They got they got living planets, and it's like now the movies have been coming out. Like, I, in a way, Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 are a way of being like, I think casual people will be like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, I know. I saw, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah, I know yeah. they got planets that are alive. They got their faces on the planets. But, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I think there are people who are just going to be like, yeah, no, yeah, no problem. Cool. Yeah, I got it. I, I get it. Uh, there was one we talked. Uh, we talked about all three of the ones where I was just like, "These feel like weird enough." Where it's like Daredevil, Two Face. Oh, 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 sorry. Uh, I I cut you off. Oh no, you were surprised. Who is the copycat that's more popular than the original that you thought I was going to say? I thought you were going to talk about Deadpool. Oh right, 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 Where I was like, yeah, Deadpool definitely shot up past Deathstroke. Absolutely. Um, I thought that was I thought that was your nice build up. I was like, oh yes, you're talking about yeah, Aquaman. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I completely forget. Yeah, Deathstroke and Deadpool. Um, Deathstroke's really blowing up right now. I feel like, and that's all Snyder cut. But um, Deadpool I, is still unquestionably super popular. But also, Deathstroke was just in Titans. And uh, he's still pretty popular, but they're very blatant yeah. copies of each other. Got uh, there was one that popped up here. Um, I was just, I was sorry, I'm scanning them. I'm scanning my list. Uh, I don't know who created Talia Al Ghul. Who who created that character? Uh, because was that that was... might that might emphasize another point that one can make about copycat characters is that if it's if it's made by who i think it is it's like well then neil guys, adams is it neil adams uh, nope, different character or a different writer i was gonna say if it's frank miller that would explain you know a lot because i was gonna say that talia al ghul kind of serves a similar function as electra depending on the story but you know okay. i'm not saying they're the same character but i would Talia al was would, created by Dennis O'Neill. Yeah. So, yeah, so my, my theory didn't work. I was going to say if it was Frank Miller who created Electra, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he wants his, you know, his character to have that female femme mm-hmm. fatale that has some weird connection to death or whatever. I mean, they're not the same character, but I think uh, if we were to go back to, if again, if my theory had been right, uh, we would have been able to be like, well, what, how is Talia in those original Frank Miller comics before someone else came in and fixed it up? Because, you know, that's kind of how Deadpool was, where he was just like another thug with a sword. Mm-hmm. Wasn't funny at all or dead. anything. Yeah. 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 It was, you know, it was literally waiting for that comic to get canceled where they started doing jokes and then suddenly it becomes famous because people are like, oh my gosh, they make all funny jokes. Um, yeah. When Rob Liefeld made Deadpool, which he still takes the credit for, but his version of Deadpool is very generic, very not funny, just 90s guy with katanas, and then a different writer made him funny, and that's when Mm -hmm. the character blew up, but 
I Rob Liefeld still goes to conventions and is like, oh yeah, I'll sign your Deadpool stuff. That that's my guy all the way. Hey, at least he embraces the positive change, you know. That's true. Um, it's but you know, the biggest character he ever created. <laughs> Wait, you don't like Youngblood? I think I'm waiting for that Youngblood movie. Um, yeah, that's right. He has to talk about a Youngblood movie happening. Youngblood. I've never read a Youngblood. Have you read a Youngblood? I've read. I have Youngblood number one because it's oh. like twenty five cents. Because no one cares about nineties comics. I but say, I was gonna say, can I say what I think Youngblood's about, and you tell me? Okay. Okay. I'm gonna because I'm curious. So my my understanding of Youngblood is it's a bunch of mercenaries who get together through some sort of traumatic whatever happens and they've all got like they're not x-men mutes but they're mutants and they all have a wolverine deadpool thing going that's yes. like that was is that like is any of that false no i mean you pretty wow, really <laughs> i mean pretty okay, 90... i guess i was a little safe 90s team of mercenaries uh there's a wolverine clone deadpool clone x-men clone uh they do their their 90s superhero thing where they have big guns and they they fight they fight that crime you know uh that's how there's a thing there's a thing clone because there's a big rock guy um is there any is there any uh like character to it is there like i don't want to say is there a point because you know it's like if the point is you know, hey, what if the Thing and Wolverine and Deadpool were on a team together and they could do things that Marvel wouldn't let them do? Like, so is the that gimmick kind of is, is, the gimmick is, it's there's a there's an A team and a B team, and it's a double sided okay. comic. And if you then the front side is Young Blood A team, and then the flip side is Young Blood B team, and they sort of meet every now and then but it's kind of like if avengers was split in half and they met sometimes like there's like reserve teams which is kind of interesting and i think that was their gimmick that they were going for was this split team kind of thing but besides that i mean the the cutouts are all x-men wolverine characters so if like suicide squad didn't kill off the b team or yeah a team. pretty much that's yeah in topical example i guess if the if the b team wasn't killed off that it, it, it would be like parallel adventures of them on that island i guess and going off of 90s are there any like is there a lot of like quote-unquote shocking deaths uh in the uh it seems like because again the malibu comic thing they were like they kill the character night mask who's based off of a otherwise public domain character um i'm just, when, I, i'm really surprised there aren't a lot of like public domain comics that are done like well where they're just like yeah but maybe it's because people don't want people like i don't know i sorry it, anyways uh yeah night mask gets murdered and then a new night mask shows up and i'm just like we're we're death was death of captain marvel and death of supergirl in crisis on infinite earths both in the 80s because if so the, the, the i don't the, know those would be knockoffs of each other. I don't know. Um, Captain Marvel dies. Marvel dies of cancer. I don't okay. know. That would have happened before Infinity Gauntlet, though. When does Infinity Gauntlet happen? Oh, gosh. 
we're just going to research it here. Yeah, let's do it. Real time. This is what people. <laughs> this is the con. Just see. silent googling. Silent googling is what what we want. Me gradually losing strength in my arms to hold my phone up. <laughs> yeah, um, we're all, we're almost there. Uh, we're almost there. Just no, it's all good. It's all good. I got this. <laughs> but I guess uh, I can I could talk right. about. Marvel died in 1982. Oh, okay. Supergirl died in they're not gonna give me a straight answer, are they? Crisis on Infinite Earths number seven. When was Crisis on Infinite Earths number seven? <laughs> this is good content right here. Uh you know like, what we well, do next. Next time we meet, or if, if you want to do it now, we totally could. It's just rattle off really quickly who would win a fight between the copycats. Oh, 85. Oh, yeah, so let's do that. All, All right, right, cool. I'll, I'll rattle them off. You you tell me who you think is going to win in a fight. Um, are, are you going to say yours too? All right, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do them both. Yeah, together. I'll say who okay. I think would win. All right, okay. Quicksilver Flash. Quicksilver Flash. Uh, Flash. No. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Flash as well. Wait, are we talking uh, comics or I, movies? Because in the movies, it would be Quicksilver. Let's let's do uh let's do comics. Uh, okay. Just because I feel like that's that's a pretty blank. I mean, because you know it depends on who's writing it. That's uh, true. Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Batman. Well, that's obviously it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be Batman, but Moon Knight I think could hold his All own right. for at least a couple minutes. Hawkeye, Green Arrow. I'm going to go with uh, Hawkeye. I'm gonna say uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quasar or Nova against Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Nova. Nova can't make those constructs. Quasar can kind of. Quasar got blown up though, so it's it's fine. Aquaman <laughs> or Namor. Uh, Aquaman all the way. He's got that trident. I'm Talk. gonna say Namor. Namor's also got a trident, <laughs> <laughs> and he can and he can fly. It's a wash. Uh, yeah. yeah. He can't talk to fish, though. Yeah, if he blows a horn hard enough. Uh, but yeah, Sif <laughs> uh, or Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. I'm going to say Wonder Woman as well. Absolutely. Deathlock or Cyborg? Deathlock's half zombie, so we're going to go with Cyborg. Cyborg, yep. Uh, Falcon or Thor against Hawkman? man uh we're gonna go with thor all the way yeah can't but be if it was falcon if it was falcon and hawkman who do be you Hawk, think win it'd be hawkman i'm gonna go with falcon just because falcon can the drones if, i just like the idea of hawk of falcon taking him out with a drone strike oh okay uh, that's 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 why i'm just going with that all Red right poor death stroke well deadpool's got the healing factor so deadpool all right, yeah, I'll go with that. Mr. Fantastic versus I'm gonna just go with Plastic Man, but I had Elongated Man on here too. Both and of them, yeah. I, um, I I don't know if I would ever want to watch a Stretchy Man fight just because <laughs> I like it's just it'd be, be a nightmare. <laughs> it'd be a nightmare. Um, Mr. Fantastic, he's got the he's got those PhDs to back him up. Yeah, he's got gadgets. He'll he'll take out the man who turns himself plain or whatever. But yeah. What a, what is Plastic Man? Spider Man, Bleed Blue Beetle Two. Even though I don't think Blue Beetle Two is actually number two, but you know what I mean. I, 
More like, yeah, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, even though, you know, that's that's probably the, the controversy. That, that'd be the one that people get in fights over. Uh, Vision, Red Tornado. Vision. What can yeah, Red... Vision. Red Tornado just makes wind, doesn't he? Yeah, he can, I think he can turn into a cyclone, and I think he has laser powers too, but I think Vision's... I don't know. Vision seems more human, so that's why mm-hmm. I give a point to Vision. Zatanna or Scarlet Witch? That's interesting. Uh, I don't know. I Scarlet Witch because she um, broke the universe, but I mean that's a good point. But Zatanna, Zatanna's pretty Zatanna powerful. Doesn't lose her sanity, does she? No, she doesn't, and she leads Justice League Dark. So um, yeah, I'd say Zatanna. Yeah, it's probably a long fight. It's a long multi-issue story. That's a big. Uh, that's a, a big heart, crossover. A lot of heartbreak, dark, uh, dark, whatever's, and then Zatanna wins, I guess, but not like a happy victory. Like, uh, like she lost something. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Black cat or Catwoman? Catwoman. I'm gonna say black cat. Luck, falling prey to luck powers would be a good way to kill Catwoman. I don't know. Got yeah, but Catwoman's got a whip, so I think I think she. They both said. have whips. Yeah, but one's more known for the whip. I feel like you play Spider-Man <laughs> PS4. <laughs> one's not more really known for the whip, you see. Uh, that's why Black Cat has the secret advantage, I'm going to say. But uh, okay. <laughs> he's not known for having the whip or or, or cat claw. I don't know what she does. Uh, Bucky got, like, or Robin? Oh, oh, Bucky or Robin? Robin. Robin's got the Batman training. What can Bucky do besides... I guess he has no, a gun. He's got... Yeah, a gun, exactly. Robin's <laughs> you know, Robin's... You know, in a way, a, a metal arm is a crowbar, and that's Robin's greatest weakness. So, uh... Oof. Patrol. Wait, well, I guess which Robin? Uh, which Robin are we talking I'm gonna about? say all the Robins against the one Bucky. I guess it would be the Robin. Okay. All right. Uh, next, uh, next one. Every single X-Men against every single Doom Patrol member. So, like, 4v100? Uh, uh, I, it's, there's, there's, a few, there's a living street. Oh, Danny? What, Is Danny fighting? Yeah, I mean, he's part of the Doom Patrol in the comics. I don't know if, how they use him in the show, because I haven't watched it all the way through. Sorry. But, uh... Um, uh X-Men, just because numbers and more variety of power. I guess. Um, Doom Patrol doesn't have the, the arsenal to go toe-to-toe with that. Yeah, because they got Jean Grey. That, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'd probably survive the encounter, and that's all that matters. That's true. <laughs> They're just like, oh, that sucked. Um, uh, Thanos and Darkseid. Darkseid. Well, is this Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, or just plain Thanos? I don't know if the Gauntlet's going to help Thanos in the long run, because he always chokes in the comics so he does he does um dark side to the old omega beam Mm -hmm. but thanos would be happy so in a way they both win uh they both Uh, he gets to die dark side you know i don't know uh hyperion and superman superman probably I think uh, I would want Superman to win that fight. I guess that's how I'm going to answer it. I don't know. <laughs> if you can actually do it. I've read Supreme Power. Uh, Hyperion's scarier than uh, Homelander. He's just like Homelander. Oh, he's scarier than Homelander. I was going to say, he yeah. sounds. he's just like Homelander. I guess he's unstable, so he'd probably win, right? Yeah. 
Superman yeah, would try to try to fight clean, and Hyperion would not fight clean. Yeah, Hyperion's a little bit more bright burn in my opinion, but you know, it's but that's you know, I guess it's it's up to whoever's writing it, Sentry or Superman. Is 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 this last leg just all Superman clones? Um, no, there's a few more, and we can skip over some if you'd like. Both are solar powered, so you know if it's a cloudy day, it's a wash. But um, I guess Sentry can summon the void. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I would answer how you answered. I would say I would want Superman to win. But, yeah, I think um, that's always you know it's like why do we have these debates over who gets to win in a fight with Superman? Don't we want Superman to win? <laughs> exactly what's wrong with you sick bastards um uh tiger or cheetah let's just say it's cheetah because i don't uh, tiger tiger it will just make that popularity contest you mean tiagra yeah tiagra um lizard or killer croc killer croc probably yeah i was gonna say probably killer croc because lizard would eventually lose his power because he always loses his powers eventually and yeah you know, and Killer Croc, uh, uh, Killer Croc's more brutal. I feel like Magneto or Doctor Polaris. I don't know Doctor Polaris. We're just gonna go to the default popularity contest then and say Magneto. Magneto, Mogo or Ego. Oh God, Mogo! It's so it's so fun. He's got a Green Lantern ring. Yeah, you're right. He can he can do he can it. Put, he'll squish Ego. With his with ring, the, with his con, con constructs, yeah, absolutely, no contest. Something else, and I was just like, oh my god, it's that kind of show. Okay, <laughs> uh, Red Skull or Black Mask? Red Skull, hey, absolutely. Black Mask has a gun, and that's about all he can do. The Tomb of Dracula characters, so Blade and uh, the Rachel Van Helsing people. Oh, again. oh, uh, um. Elsa Bloodstone? Is that what you mean? Or oh, that's yeah, also you can put her on. Yeah, you can put her on the team too. There's a there's a Van Helsing's like descendant or whatever. But also there's a forget the name. Whatever Ryan Deacon. No, not Deacon. There's Ryan Reynolds' character in the Blade movies is Hannibal. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's those guys against the Justice League Dark. <laughs> Oh, I wonder. Uh, Justice League Dark, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Of course, they just lock him in a room and then throw away the key, and that's 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 the end of it. Pretty they much. would literally do that. <laughs> Ghost Rider, Atomic Skull. I'm going to default to popularity contest on that one and uh, say Ghost Rider. I'm going to say, yeah, I guess souls. I'm going to I'm going to assume that souls are more precious than uh, science, so I'm going to say Ghost Rider as well. <laughs> Uh, Black Widow, Black Canary. Black Widow's got more gadgets, I guess. I think gadgets yeah. will help you help you in the long run. Black Canary's just screams loud. Yeah, I'm sure they're both very, you know. And that's the thing too, you know, something we haven't talked about is would characters just stop and talk it over and be like, "All right, yeah." No oh, I'm sure. I'm sure almost all of them would, but that's not the name of the game. Yeah, Drax against Bizarro. Bizarro has Superman powers, so he'd win. Depend. Well, Drax in the comics originally was basically Bizarro, but mm. yeah, if you know what, yeah, let's. I'm gonna say Drax, because uh, I think he would have found a way to kill him because. <laughs> He did eventually kill Thanos in the comics, and that was his whole... Well, he killed Thanos a few times, but 
That was his whole job was to just hunt down Thanos and kill him. That's, mm. I'm going to say that. Uh, uh, valid, valid argument. Dead shot bullseye. Bullseye. Only if it's Colin Farrell, though, from the Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> uh, Brainiac Ultron. Brainiac killed Krypton. So, Brainiac probably. He could do it. Doctor Strange, Doctor Fate. I think that'd be Doctor Strange because he doesn't need a helmet to do his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, Doctor Strange. It, and half the time he gets possessed by the helmet, so he's not a very good tool. Yeah, he'd go, ha, the mirror dimension. <laughs> oh no, uh, the helmet of Naboo is taken over once again. New Warriors against the Teen Titans. Teen Titans, but that does probably popularity bias. Yeah, you're probably right because the New Warriors, they uh, at least I'm going off early comics. Uh, they kind of don't know what to, what to do or what they're doing. They got beaten by the Thinker or Mad Thinker, so you know it's yeah, it's yeah. probably Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Uh, Jarvis or Alfred, gentlemen's duel. <laughs> well, they just talk it out. Uh, absolutely, um, Alfred. Alfred all the way. Alfred yeah. fought in yeah. World War Two. Did he fight in whichever so, war? Whichever war they want him to have fought in. Yeah. So uh, Jarvis ain't got, got nothing. I got Eternals versus New Gods. I'm gonna say New Gods, even though I would want the Eternals to win. But nope. Can New Gods come back to life? Any comic character can come back to life. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, no, you're right. But I'm saying, like, do they have an in-universe thing that says, "Oh yeah, if I die, I just come back later"? Didn't Orion die? So I don't know if they can. I don't know. If Eternals get killed, they get sent to a regeneration pod. They can never die. They're already Mm -hmm. pretty invulnerable. But if someone did somehow kill them, their spirit energies get sent back to a tube and then they get respawned. I see. That's a little unfair. Well, taking that off the table. Well, I want want New Gods to win, but I I was going to say Eternals. If the New Gods found out about the rebirthing chamber, (laughs) then they would win. But if they didn't find out, because that was in the comic too, like that's why Eternals comics are so good, is someone does find out about the, one of their enemies does find out about the regeneration pods and he destroys them all. And I'm like, yes. Or I think they're limited to one for a little bit, then it gets a virus or something and, and that becomes a problem. I'm like, that's... That's really good. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the rest of them are kind of like it's what someone posted, but I was like, I don't agree with that. That's not. Uh, it doesn't, Ant- that's, I don't know. Ant Man Adam. I was just going to say that. Uh, I'm going to say Ant Man. Quantum Realm? Is I don't that know what it is. Uh, I think Adam would get really tiny. Ant-Man would have a bunch of robots made. If we're going off comics, that would be ready for Adam to come back to get big again. I think Ant-Man would just, you know, um, like Scott Hank Pym in the comics, you know, he had his own little traveling. Look at what he did. He had his own Avengers team where they were like just hopping around the quantum realm. Or yeah, or the Pym Particle World or whatever. I don't remember what. Mm-hmm. I know that's what they say in the movies, but I don't know if that's what they call it in the comics. Whereas, 
his uh, pin particles allowed to go somewhere, and he's just like, yeah, this is where we are now. Deal with it. Also, I'm dating Jocasta the robot, who's like my ex-wife. <laughs> We've got some problems in the comics, man. Uh, yes, accurate. Uh, but yeah, is that is that it? Did we make it through? I think we. I mean, I don't know what a sode is for you. I mean, I've listened to a few. I know, but I was like, I don't know what a sode has to be. But it feels like a sode. It feels like something was said We're good. over the course of. I think. I think we broke the record. I think we broke the we record did. for Wait. longest episode. I think really? hour and a half. I think oh talked about God. Star Wars for an hour and a half, and I think we passed it. So we're we did it. We did it. High five. We beat oh that gosh. record. Wow, that's that's a lot. 